Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. back on the fan bt and sal sal is off back tomorrow CeeLo in the house so hockey stole the show yesterday and then it was hijacked a little bit by press conference post game st john's yeah oof um you know the i i i don't i think it's more about what rick said and i'm not going to get in the weeds on the season obviously it's disappointing you know st john's is two games over 500 after a strong start i know a lot of it was non-conference but you're 12 and 4 you had some early conference wins yeah. and things went south in a hurry oh there's no doubt they were 4 and 1 of the big east they were at the top end. they were tied for first actually at uh, one point with seton hall they've lost 8 of 10 now they've lost in a manner that is excruciating because they've had a lot of big leads they let up at providence the other night they led seton hall by 19 yes that was <laughs> Listen, I've been calling these games a long time. That I think that was the worst one. Did you that have was... to? Did you have to? You give Mink a hug after the game, or did you? <laughs> is he doing all right? Um, Mink doesn't say a whole lot. I'm, well, I'm we know little, that. I'm <laughs> a little. <laughs> Mink, you still is. Thank God. I mean, I'm a little more raw. Sometimes too raw. Uh-huh. Like when things are well, going. That's good. You balance it uh, out. A little you know. <laughs> I, I yeah. I can't front. I love St. John's, but when things are malfunctioning, I'm going to give it an honest assessment As of what you I'm should. watching. That's what there's, you're there to no do. Doubt. Yeah. But I did say it's funny because then, and we'll get to the press conference here. Less about the game. After every game, I'll go and I'll watch Patino's press conference. I mean, I pretty much did that with everybody. Mike Anderson, Mullen, Lavitt, et cetera. I do, you, just do you ask see what's questions going on. or you just, no, go, to, you just go to listen no. and observe? Okay. I just want to listen. I, I already know what's going on. I want to see where it's going. As soon as he said the, as soon as he said what he said, uh, I knew that this was going to be a massive national story, which it is, all right? But at one point during the broadcast here, and it finally, I don't know why it hit me yesterday, like, they're not that good. They're not good. And I I don't one thing that I've always done with St. John's is very important to me is that I've never judged them like pros, but they are getting paid now. 
Yeah. Like, I've always had separation between how I, you know, Eddie Curry back in the day or Marbury versus a St. John's player that's not playing well. They're college kids, yeah. okay? But it's different when you bring in Rick Patino and you mix in NIL, though. Especially yeah. considering he wiped out most of last year's roster and brought these guys in. Correct. And a few of kids, a few of whom would have helped, like AJ Store was still here. I think he really would have helped them out. But yeah, so I, I do think it's okay to be a little bit more biting in critic whether it's me or others, the the modern collegiate athlete, because they are getting paid. Now, as soon as Rick uttered the words, and I was in the back of the room, as soon as he said this is the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Yeah. I mean, I knew what this thing was turning into. It's not up to me, all right, to provide context for wh- what Rick said. It's up for Rick to do that. And I'm actually going to campus today, and I'll shoot the Red Storm Report. Usually shoot it later in the week. It airs uh, Friday and Saturday on, on MSG. They're traveling this week, so we've got to do it today, which is not ideal on a Monday when you're playing you know, a game on Wednesday uh, in Georgetown uh, on Wednesday. But logistically, we have to do it today. I want to talk to Rick about this on the show, of course. I really think, I, and I'd love it for, for, to be this show, I think Rick needs to speak today. That seems to be the overwhelming vibe and He's take speak. coming out of what he said yesterday. Yeah. You got to contextualize what you meant. Now, you you don't double down. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right move here. <laughs> um, but, that would be interesting. Oof. Yeah. Now, there were other things. Again, when you isolate the, the, the quote, it's going to look far worse. because The, it looks the one you just read or the more the the one, specifics about the players well, and lacking? What was the one he kept? Uh, really the one that I read more so okay. than yeah, players that, being. Uh, that was alarming when you consider the entire. It's not. This isn't year five at St. John's. And hey, the, you know, the luster is worn on and I'm wearing out my welcome. here. It's year one. And it's been. It's it's five months. It's six months. Right? And and I think, you know, what's happening now. And I believe Rick's going to get it done. I have, I have no doubt. But I also do believe that Rick needs to adjust. And he will. You know, the the speed dating microwave aspect of college sports right now makes it so undesirable to watch. It is really different. And he's going to have to adjust. It's not like, let me get seven kids and coach them up over two or three years and then run out, you know, five gazelles who are going to press and trap and take your heart and, and bang in threes. Like it's 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 year to year roster construction. And that's the world, that's the world we live in now. Yep. And I know a lot of college coaches have been outspoken about not liking that aspect of it. Hell, you can make the case that that's part of why Nick Saban decided to retire when he did. Outside of the fact that he's been doing this forever, his yep. age, the whole thing. Same with Jay Wright. Right. That's a, that's a better I mean, example, considering he was you know at the peak and still mm-hmm. maybe in his prime. But like, I mean. No one forced Patino to take the approach he did of remaking the roster on the fly for this year, right? So don't you feel like to some extent it's it comes off as a little hollow that he's not taking any of the blame or the Yeah, he's got to take more ownership. Yeah. He, no, he does. Yeah. He, I, I think that – I know that he does. Especially when you – I mean, he is the he is the focal point and the drawing card of that program right now. He is the face of it. That's why he was brought here. His resume, his career, his track record, all those things. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to just slap it together on the fly – and then at 12 and 4, I'm sure he wasn't saying the same things about the athleticism of his team as he is now. Yeah. Well, you know that that's was where he a little bit? that's where we're going to defend okay. him a little bit here. Right. Like it was it was as raw and and I thought too much in term yesterday in terms of, you know, actually saying players names and pointing to um, a shortage of athletic qualities. And this was multiple guys. A week ago or so, it was you know Soriano specifically that he outed when he sat him down. He yeah. talked about, well, the other guys work hard and give effort. He that's doesn't. different, though. Right. That's acceptable. That's, that I understand. That's coaching. Yes. I love that. That's yes. old school, and that's part of why he's Rick Pitino. 
you know, a kid like Sean Conway, who came in from V. Again, I don't want to get too in the weeds. Came, yeah. came in from VMI, you know, and Rick's made sure that he lauded his 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 effort, but he basically said he's slow. Uh, and he mentioned three or four other kids and lateral quickness. Lateral was quickness the one was what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quote: We are so un, we are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And by the way, he's right. And really, it's not about losing. Even winning, when I would watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I see people who don't handle the ball, that are just interested in taking quick shots. It's been a disappointing year. And I was saying on the, on the broadcast yesterday with Mick, I'm like, and, and it took me maybe this many games to really see it, and then he said it, but I actually said it first. I'm like, this team is slow. Yeah, but you like, saying they were down it as by the analyst is, yeah. I mean, you're, that's your job is to be there. And like for the coach to go out in the press conference and yeah. essentially throw yeah. the whole team under yeah. the bus and not say, hey, it's my job. I'm the coach. I've got to find a way. We've got to overcome. We've got to change things. we got to take, you know, like even if he doesn't mean it, like the, showing some accountability when you're the leader and the, the head guy. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this is not the leftovers from last year. You pushed a lot of those guys to enter the transfer port. I remember when he was first introduced, the press conference, well, a lot of these guys aren't going to play for me next year. It was only he two. Knew that, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, they, they're out. They can't, they can't be a part of this roster. They're not about the type of brand of basketball I want to play. So fine, you had to slap it together on the fly, but ultimately he's still. Oh, we didn't have a chance to say. I mean, it just reeks no, no, he's, he's the making after the fact. He's the boss. He is absolutely the boss. I get it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. The one thing that's changed with this portal stuff, and he did use the word toughness, and that's a Patino staple. It's hard to gauge toughness in three days. And it's not an excuse. No, no. It's trust me. Rick needs to walk back some of this. He yeah. true, and I hope he does because I don't think it came out the way he intended it to come out. And you know, but he he's got St. John's fans are very unhappy today, and it's less about the record, yeah, they're not thrilled about and losing eight of ten. But that press conference bothered a lot of people. I mean, look, the record, a lot. You, the idea that they were going to, you know, magically turn it around to an excessive level in year one, you had to know there are going to be some growing pains and some ups and downs. No question. It's take some time. It's not an immediate fix. But I would think that he has the, you know, the awareness to know that as well. And he even said yesterday, well, I didn't think we were going to win in the first year. You know, when you rush like that, you don't see the players. Not a whole lot we can do. But, like... We weren't hearing that back at the beginning, at the beginning of the season when things were going well. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way that at their lowest moment when things have kind of crashed and burned, it, I didn't hear a shred of accountability from mm. them yesterday. That was disappointing. All right, let's get to you guys. So we have uh, the Patino stuff, which has been a huge topic today. Blake Snell, Yanks have an offer on the table. The hockey stuff over the weekend where they owned it. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal as a CeeLo sitting in here for my guy Sal. Mike's in Trumbull, Connecticut. Mike, what's happening? How's it going, fellas? Good morning. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Uh, my question pertains to exactly what BT was just touching on about the landscape of college basketball, college athletics overall. As you said, a lot of the coaches have been outspoken recently. Patino's comments were definitely baffling last night. But to me, I know change is coming in some way, shape, or form, and there's been discussions, but maybe maybe you can inform me or I'm just not up on things. But Why can't the NCAA just step in and say, Hey, if you enter the transfer portal, you have to commit to the university for at least two seasons. Wouldn't that be a simple fix? Or I would like you know, that. What, what, I would yeah. like that, Mike. Let me let me just break the news to everybody. The NCAA is the most useless. <laughs> I mean, toothless, <laughs> pathetic, sad sack of um, 
you know, money, money stealing, yep. borderline criminals. Mm-hmm. Trying to act that. like that, you know, yeah. they're holier than thou. Hey, and- give me a break. They don't care about the <laughs> yeah. kids. They've never cared about the kids, and and they are lost. They have zero juice, Mike. None. Yeah, no, I know your points. Your points definitely well taken, but uh, I don't know. I just think college basketball is a beautiful thing, and I, I like how the, the landscape has changed to allow the kids to at least you know get some money and. And it, I, I do sort of like the movement, but yep. there's just too much movement. I mean, yeah. everybody's in the portal every off season. I just think a simple tweak. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I got either it. what I said, or if you have any other suggestions, do, do you see it changing, or do you, do you think eventually, it's Mike? There's going to have to be some legitimate legislation here because you know what's first of all. This is let's use common sense. What's happening now is it's a further softening of the young student athlete, both male and female. I commit to a school, whether I get a few bucks or not, and if you're getting a full ride, you're also getting some NIL money, and you should absolutely get paid. Just invest it wisely, pay your taxes. The universities have checkpoints in place to help the kids out with that. That's fine. But the problem is the first sign of trouble. Yeah. I didn't play 30 minutes. I worked too hard in practice. I got benched. Everybody surrenders. They quit. Entitlement. And we have Ugh. that all throughout, not just this country, but a lot of parts of the world now. Yep. It is a. It is toxic. And that's how, as a parent, I see it already with young kids, with my own kids. That makes me sick, and I will not give me stand an, give for me it. An exa- I don't stand for it either. Give me the example. Oh, my God. Because your kids are so young still, so just, I'm curious. I mean, just, first of all, they're spoiled rotten. So that, as the as the parent and the adult, part of that's yeah. my fault. Falls yeah. on my feet. I'm just talking about Patino taking accountability. Uh-huh. I've got to take, I have an extended family. They like to give these boys everything. I mean, they've got a million <laughs> hockey jerseys. The video games is where where I see it, where it comes to. Uh-huh. Like, they just, my, my, I was on my way in this morning, and my soon-to-be five-year-old, Woke up at 8 a.m. Wonder, hey, where's uh, where's the Nintendo Switch, mommy? Where is it? I wait, they they spent some time at my in-laws because I was working. My wife was out of town, okay. so they came back last night. Stuffs in bags all over the place. It's chaos at the house. Yeah, right out of the gate, kids barely opened up his eyes. Hey, where's my where's He's the five? video game? He's not even five. Wow. He'll be five on May fourth. Wow. Now a lot of that he follows in the footsteps of his, his brother, big brother, sure, right? sure. So I mean that's part of it. And we t- look video. They're not playing, you know, like Halo and shoot 'em up games or anything like that. They're playing Mario games or whatever. Roblox. But like, hey, you just opened your eyes. It happens to be a holiday. Fine, you don't have school today. But yep. like, you know, this yep. this demand to be served. Where is it? I want it now. No patience for anything. It's the true. inability to sit still or just be mm-hmm. is something that I notice. And these kids, the YouTube. I want to change this. I want to do that. I want. I want to see this. I want to see this. Like, there's just no. Peace and quiet. I and I get that part. Not to say that I was this, you know, angel child. It's different. We used to go out. We'd play. We, you know, we'd play. Hey, yeah, I'm sure you, hey, go. Don't come back in until dinner time. Yeah, well, school, I'm coming in for lunch. Have you a sandwich, right? please, and, Mom. And, and a lot, of that, <laughs> a lot of that in this world has changed. Yeah. But to your point and what you're saying about NIL and about the college landscape and how everyone's just ready to jump at a moment's notice, everyone's a free agent every year. That's pretty much where it's at. So that's an interesting point with the caller brought up, sort of the opposite of what the old rule was where you transfer, you have to sit out a year. You get penalized. Now it's, okay, you want to transfer, well, let's, let's let's commit and be locked in there for longer than just the one year. Yeah, I and I never like th- that. I'm sorry, Chris, I never thought it was fully fair. Like, think about this. So if you're a coach at, 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 at College X and you get more money, better terms at University Y, you can pick up and leave, done, that's it. But a kid couldn't back. And so I always thought it was unfair. But the problem is now there's just too many, too many outs. There's got to be some language built in where, yeah, and I don't know that this would ever come to fruition, but I would love to see this, you know, really pursued with, with, with legitimate NC, like legislation. If you commit to a school, 
Whatever you can get for yourself monetarily, go for it. Yeah. But if you commit two years, you have to. And then you can transfer. It makes it hard to program build otherwise. It's impossible. So especially for a guy, again, not to excuse all of the comments from yesterday and last night, but for a guy like Patino who's in the, at the very start or early on in this process of trying to overhaul and get a program back to respectability. Yeah. When you have the extra challenge of not knowing who's staying, who's going, how long are they going to be here, that makes it that much more difficult to really ascend on like you know on a linear basis and really okay we're we're moving in the right direction and it's consistent. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Ryan's in Breezy Point, BT and Sound on the fan. What's going on, Ryan? Well, I certainly thought if we were talking St. John's in mid February. In year one of Rick Pitino, we'd be discussing seeding in the <laughs> NCAA tournament and not um, what was one of the more uh, – and this town has seen some wild press conferences. That was one of the more uh, segments from a head coach for a New York uh, team. But, you know, let's, let's just be objective here if we can um, because I know the fan base is a little upset. Brandon, you know I'm – big supporter of the program. I'm not really upset with him calling out the guys, especially factoring in the change dynamic, these guys getting paid with that. I think it's fair to bring on more expectations and accountability, but Rick's got to be accountable here too. Uh, He got the job on March 20th. There's a blueprint where other programs have been able to turn things around, and he didn't inherit an 0-18 Georgetown. He inherited... A, a flawed roster, uh, but clearly there was talent on that roster, and he decided to take this in an entirely new direction, which which made it even more challenging when now he needs to fill. Well, he ended up getting 13 new guys. And and I think, look, coaching. Uh, you, uh, you, and Rick. Yeah, uh, uh, he jumped out I love there, right? He, he, he was like, it was like the, the lack of cell service at early in the call. He essentially censored or believed himself. I want to know what the adjective was. That was yeah. one of the most or the more press conference. I want to know what, what word he used there. We're never, yeah. We'll never Use know. We can kind of fill in the blanks a little Mad Lib style. I know. Oh, I remember I used to love Mad Libs. <laughs> that, 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 the, uh, the book, that was great. Now, and Ryan's a big St. John's guy, so uh, I certainly didn't cut you off there, Ryan. You know, it's amazing. Like, I do get a lot of this, and I understood the frustration. Like, man, why don't you talk St. John's? This was before what happened with Rick. And, and I've told people because I get paid for ratings. And... Until St. John's cracks through, and they will, and when they do, they're going to be covered like the Knicks with Patino, and they're going to be everywhere. They're not there now. So I I didn't – this is the most I've talked St. John's this year, and it's it's unfortunate because of the press conference. I'd love to see Rick walk it back and finish strong and just go into year two better. He was – what he said was so – I'm going to say – Extreme because, like, we get on coaches all the time for not saying anything. Yes. So, we want to kill them too much for going the other direction. And they bet Robert Sala didn't say anything about so, his guys, never criticizes anybody. We're so unaccustomed to it in this day. It's like jarring when it happens to the point where I almost wondered, like, does he actually believe this or is he just trying to rattle his team's cage a little bit and uh, kind of cut through and motivate them as they head into the Big East tournament, hoping, hey, this is the last card I have no, to play? No, I think he right. was doing that at points this year. I think yesterday, now again, he shouldn't have said it the way he did. And I, but I agree with his assertion. The roster is not it. Yeah. And that is not like, well, if I can inspire them, we can go on some run. They're not good enough. Yeah. And he knows it. It's, yeah, That's it's, the it's difference. Too, too much body of work now, of course, these last yeah. few weeks in the conference games. How much time does he get from final buzzer until when that press conference starts? Uh, Shaheen Holloway was first. And I was in there for his presser as well. So the game ended. I finished up um, part of the post. I'm trying to walk through it here. 
part of the post game with Mink. More or less. Mm, let me see. I I did a couple of minutes with Mink. Then I walked over to my son and his buddy. They were at the game with, with my friend with his with his dad. All right. So my point is, it's not a quick. I don't know. It, it was at least thirty minutes. Yeah. So I was going. Yeah, it was a while. From a cool down period where hey, he's still emotional after the game. They blew a big lead. He's frustrated. no, no. He had a cool down period. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, you know you can't you can't turn to that. It wasn't hmm. like they. This wasn't an on court interview. I know that. But like sometimes you grab the coach right after the game. Or a player, motions are flying high, and they say something that they later live to regret. Yeah, no, that certainly wasn't yeah. it. And I'll also say this about Rick. Anything that he says has – there's reason behind yeah. it. And I believe you – know you know what I actually think? Who he was talking to yesterday – not that locker room. And he does love the kids. Like, they're good kids. He always does say he that. Said, hey, they work hard. They oh, play they're hard. Gr- and they, I, they are great young men. Yeah. They're just they're not winning enough. I get that. So, But he always talks about their character and how, and how good they are off the court. But I think Rick was talking to future recruits. Future players, yeah. Interesting, though, because, you know, from a distance, you say, well... Man. Works two ways. If I'm a future recruit, do I want to get lit up if I'm not yeah, playing well? Yeah. Well, if, if you can't run, what we just talked if you about can't move, don't with, go there. With entitlement and, well, I'll just go somewhere else then. Like, it's it's a very slippery slope for, for these coaches sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. 877-337-66. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 66, BT and Sal on the fan. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is uh, 1127 back on the fan Monday BT and Sal show. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata, 877-337-6666. Uh, CeeLo is in for Sal. So 
You and I were just looking at this picture of Stanton and Judge. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a few of them now, actually. Oof. And now, look, no one's ever going to mistake Giancarlo Stanton for being a shrimp or anything like that. And I've never looked at him as a, a heavy man, right? We would say he's he's shredded, right? He's ripped. He's muscular, all yep. those things. But not not like a, an, a, a thick, heavy man or anything like that. But looking at, hey, offseason, I was fully healthy, focused on trimming down, more movement-based stuff, want to get back to being a baseball player. And we hear this stuff all the time. Best shape of my life. We were kind of yeah, rolling yeah, our yeah, eyes yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. And then we kind of look at these pictures of him standing next to Judge. Yeah. And, I mean, forget the fact that Judge is towering over him a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you just look at the – forget the upper body, just the lower half. Yeah. And the thickness of Aaron Judge, who looks like maybe he even bulked up a little bit. He's getting ready for 60 bombs from again. The, I'll say it, the rear end right on through the quads down to you the You like calves. Judge's ass? Looking I good? I mean, and Stan looking looks like Looking plump for you? Stan looks like a twig next to him. He, I he's can't got chicken this. legs like me all of a sudden. Now, I get it. We're used to seeing these guys in baseball, but even if they wear the, you know, the pants up, the yeah, socks, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, don't, you don't get as much of a feel for it. But with the shorts on here, I mean, it's striking. It is. And you can always tell, Stanton, even as jacked as he's been, you're right. It's been on the thinner jack side because his waist is naturally thin. But I mean, yeah, just I'm um, the legs is that is wild. I mean, so okay, so where do we go with this? I mean, Giancarlo Stanton. I know you have a quote. That I want you to read it in a second here. But here's the problem with Stanton, and and I do grow very fatigued over the years. I'm in the best shape. I'm poised to do this. They all say yeah, it. We that. just saw that from Rodon a couple days ago. Maybe it'll prove to be true, but it's the same refrain from a lot of guys this time of year, and that's all we have to go on in February. I understand. Now, with Rodon, I give it a little more juice because it's actually quantifiable. The radar gun last year was velocity. 92. Yep. He's back up to 97, yeah. which is a good sign. The forearm strain last year, the back injury, when your back hurts, you can't do sit-ups, you can't do cardio, you put on weight. The whole imagery of him looking like a slob last year <laughs> has hopefully reversed itself. I had forgotten that last start of the year, too, where you didn't get an out and basically embarrassed <laughs> Matt Blake. Like, that's how irrelevant the Yankees were down the stretch. Like mm -hmm. As I'm reading the Rodon story the other day, I'm like, that's right. That was bad, yeah. But God, yeah. Now, talk Snell, about a way to end it. Snell said, we're good here, but... The thing about Stanton, yes, he looks thinner. He committed to his body. I respect that. He's always been a pro. Like, he's never run from the injuries or failures in, in big spots, even though he's been pretty productive in the postseason as a Yankee, more yes. so than Judge. Yes. But the metrics here, you know, four percentile in base running, these numbers don't lie, dude. And the problem is, and take it from somebody who pulled a lot of muscles in his in his, in his career, I'll put quotes around the word career, like when you are subject to te to tearing little fibers, which is what muscle pulls are, mm -hmm. I don't care if you lose weight. It doesn't really regenerate. You're always vulnerable. So, yes, Giancarlo Stance is going to run into some fastballs because that's what he does. But he's not playing 130 games. There's no chance. If he did, you would sign up for that on the spot right now. Yep. Even if he hit, you know, 210 or 215 at this day. Like, it's sad because when you look at what was expected of him when he came aboard, but as his body breaks down and he gets older, mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of readjusted our expectations for him and just needing him in that lineup and feeling like, yeah, he might run into one here or there. He's going to get on that, you know, week to two week hot streak where he's going to carry the offense. You know, it, it, that's something that's been lacking for the Yankees the last couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, me and Sal go back and forth on this all the time. Of course, Sal get his little jabs in because I said that, of course. that I thought the Yankees would uh, would get rid of Stanton this year, right? And that hasn't proven true. He's you mean still just on the cut roster. Him loose and just 
just yeah. essentially suck up what they all yeah. kind of like they did with Aaron Hicks, but to a and larger And like the Mets extent. did with Robbie Cano. Yeah, yeah I mean, eat some money. By yeah, the way, the mo- did it with Ellsbury back in the day. Yes, yeah. well, it took them forever to do that. That was a well, source of consternation. It, it took Hicks too long. We all feel that True. way as well. It was a lot less money. A lot less money. You know, the thing about Stanton that I've always said is the Marlins owe him $30 million left. Yes. And, you know, if you try to entice, and it's not going to happen, but this is just to make a point here. Like, if you were to entice a team, all right, he's got, I don't know, $80 million left. I forget the exact number. $80 million. We'll, we'll kick in 40 uh, Marlins are kicking in 30. Well, like, just find it where it's not untenable. You throw in a decent prospect. You can find somebody to bite. All right. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. All right, I'm, I'm past that. But the difference this year. That's why I'm so bullish on the Yankees. They don't need Stanton. Stanton is, he's kind of a bonus because with a left field wrapped up with Verdugo, with, and, and center field to start, you got Judge. In right field to start, you got Soto. Now, obviously, you'll use the DH as a little rotational tool well, you'd for... You'd like to, but that's been the problem with him here. When he's not able to play the field, it's sort of you know, anchoring down that jam. DH spot. And they have a lot of guys that could use some time there. Including Rizzo, yes. including Judge, who's playing LeMay center a lot. Till even yeah, a little bit of DJ yeah. as well. But it, they're just less reliant on him this year. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he comes back and, and instead of a two-week binge, it's a five-week binge. But if you're banking on Stanton to be a beast, although I do respect his... His ownership of the situation, it's just, you're holding that hope. It's not happening. Yeah. I, I don't see it, And Chris. we had, you, of course, had the Brian Cashman comments about how they need to get him back to being a healthy player, too injury-prone, so on and so forth. So they asked Stanton about that today as the Yankees uh, have their position players reporting, and he just kept it simple said, he knows my reaction to that. And left it at that. And we know that happy. Cashman kind of circled back. Hey, we, we we talked it out. He knows where he's there, so on and so forth. Reads to me, like, and we remember what happened with the agent. Right yes, around the time. 100%. Right? So, I mean, it seems like they got their point across behind closed doors and the message was sent. Not that the comment's wrong, right? It's kind of like we were talking about with Patino. I, I was just going to say but that. But it's blunt honesty into, you know, recording microphones. But you do give Stanton credit, and that's why I do respect him, that he's never run from it. And you see the quote from today. I don't get paid to be a stand-up guy. Say the right things. I'm here to produce and help us win a championship. And that hasn't happened. It needs to be done. So whether that's just lip service, uh, it's better he, than most. He stands there. He stands with his locker. He answers the questions. He doesn't get too high or low. Yep. He doesn't snap back at people. You know, he doesn't get surly with the media. He doesn't go on social media no. and start making these cryptic posts or unfollowing people or anything like that. Good point. You know, he just keeps it simple. And what he said is consistent with what he's always said. It's not like it's some some crazy deviation from his character. Like, oh, do we really believe this version of Giancarlo Stanton? This has always been. Yeah. And I respect that part as well. 877-337-6666. Jake is in Mastic, New York. Jake, what's going on, bud? BT and Sal, how are you? Hey, BT, how's it going? I'm okay. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Hey, I just want to first thing first say it's the first time I'm actually getting through to you, uh, you in general. Um, actually, bit. My favorite show on uh, radio, so I just wanted to put that out there real quick. Much appreciated, um, Jake. Thank you, pal. Sincerely. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Jake. And uh, shout out to CeeLo for uh, phone. There yeah, we go. Thanks, Jake. Day. What's up, man? No, CeeLo, shout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for representing the uh, the Rangers, too, because I actually was just watching on Twitch, and I was like, yeah, he's fun. Finally, someone's wearing a uh, Ranger gear. Yeah, what about well, what about me representing the Islanders? Forget about the Rangers. Well, Sal covers that for me. Uh, no, he does. He does, but he doesn't. I, I, I'm not a big Islander fan. I've always been a huge Ranger fan. So. Atta boy, Jake. So, well, well, well hey, Jake, what was your Snell thing? I know you had a little something on Blake Snell. Go ahead, pal. What do you got? Yeah. So, um, but Blake Snell. So, I, I agree with you with what you were saying with um, trying to do a short-term deal. 
Uh-huh. Well, my my thing is uh, with it is that if it fell through, what would you think about trying to go after Jordan Montgomery again? Because my only yeah. thing is at least he'd be a little cheaper, only because he doesn't have the two side young. So I would think like his asking price might be a little lower, mm-hmm. even though yes, he did win the World Series last year with Texas. Um, I feel like you know might be a little better option. I'm not a big J- uh, Jordan Montgomery guy. I- I'm not. I, I, I don't think the, the Yankees there, were either, by the way. No, uh, there's just something geez. that always felt off about that marriage, the way it ended. They the said he's not a playoff pitcher. He's not well, good enough. Agreed. <laughs> so but I mean, he did. He did you know, I know, I know. have success. But I'm saying in real time, they, they, they didn't do him for him. Like he's just yeah. kind of lulls you to sleep a little bit. I mean, I feel he's a serviceable pitcher. Anyone could certainly help themselves by adding him to the, I would say, the middle of their rotation, not a front end starter. But I don't see that. As a you know, that remarriage essentially as ever being something that would happen. I always thought, Chris, that that Jordan made a little more sense for the Mets because yeah, see, my problem with I the agree. Mets is that they're not they're not ready to win now. I think most people, most realistic people, understand that. Not but, named David Stearns. <laughs> we'll get to him later. Still thinks he's gonna be a playoff team, playoff caliber. But at least like with Jordan Montgomery, you can you can make the case. I think more so than Snell, who when he loses some velo, there's gonna be a, he's a two pitch pitcher anyway. He's a fastball slider guy. So I I think that. The Montgomery to the Mets, and it's not going to happen, but I thought it made more sense because as the Mets build out and move forward, when they become really, really good, if they become really, really good, Jordan Montgomery would still be a better fit at that point than Blake Snell. Yes, dependable guy. I hate to go, but this is such a token thing that crafty lefty. That's kind of, that's kind of, he's not an overpowering guy. Like they kind of have that with Quintana right now. Montgomery's not nearly as. As far along in his career, you no. know, Quintana's got some some years on him, but that kind of guy who's not going to blow you away, the stuff's not going to jump off the page, but they know how to pitch, they know how to get outs, they can work out of a jam, they can give you decent length, and Montgomery's not a deep into the game guy, but every time you hand him the ball, you feel pretty confident. You're going to get, you know, five or six serviceable innings, and they're going to keep you in the ballgame. All right, 877-337-6666, BT and Sal. On the fan, Pete Alonzo spoke over the weekend as well. We'll give you some thoughts on that. Of course, the Blake Snell stuff, the Rick Pitino comments, the press conference, very uh, interesting yesterday. I know you guys want to jump in on that. And the stadium series was rocking. Unfortunately, it will not elevate hockey beyond the fourth most popular sport, but it was great. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the photo. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Eleven forty-five. Back on the fan. BT and Sal here. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata show. Midas Sal back tomorrow. CeeLo sitting in. Back to you calls. Whether it's about Patino, Blake Snell, the Stanton stuff. We'll start throwing some Pete Alonzo log on the fire as well. The with the uh, the weekend, which the NHL owned, and we'll circle back to this. You know, more intensely and intently when we do the crown coming up next. Hit you with the top story here. But I mean, it, it's funny for a time that is generally really quiet. And it's February 19th. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Well, it, it always – we have this gap that week after the Super Bowl, you kind of get, all right, we're going to analyze that a little bit. I think the stadium series helped in that we had this big event that we normally wouldn't have on this President's Day weekend. And then all of a sudden, That's pitchers true. and catchers, full yeah. squad workout Petito starts. Petito popped off. Petito popped <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess off I got you, So got it's, you. Uh, I think, a little different, a little unique than what we're, what we're used to. I still believe down the road somewhere, I'm not the only one that feels this way, the NFL will find a way to expand the schedule. Yeah, I think you're going to oh, have the Super God. Bowl on President's Day weekend. Jeez. Everyone gets the Monday off. And Even the NFL go. bothers me. The stupid halftime show. Everything's like uh, become so laborious nowadays. That's what happens think... when we get older, too, though. Yeah. We, we, get, we, get, we get bothered easier That's by things. That's true, I you know? guess. We get old. We get surly. Old uh, man, I get off my lawn. Sur- what? I'm not surly. Not you. Just us in general. We get, I don't you think know, you're surly. Nah, I think we just have less patience for certain things. Right, because well, the, yeah, the generations change. What appeals to the kid? The, think about it. Didn't yeah. your parents have things that they thought, ah, damn kids these days? Like, yeah, you, oh, they, they hated the, they hated the music old, that old, I had. Yeah, well, that I mean that, that like Iron Maiden and that uh, that heavy rock. A, they had the rap. Circle, they hated the early a, stuff. It's a it's a circle. It all, it's all relevant. Our I kids are going to put that. us out to pasture one day too. But I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't think that anybody in the nineties was like an older dad was sitting there watching the Super Bowl saying, "I don't like to," you know. What's happening to the Super Bowl? I, I just think it's getting worse well, and worse half, and worse you and worse. The halftime show. You weren't. Well, that's an, what I mean. You're not. You weren't an Usher guy in the nineties. No, I like Usher. Right. I got no problem with Usher. Usher's good. Okay. I want the game, dude. I I, t- I have grown to hate the halftime show. All right. I hate well, it because I'm not drinking it's extended, much. It's longer. I, 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 listen, the way I watch it now, we got invited invited to a few parties, which we did not go to. My parents came over. All right. Hadn't seen my parents since Christmas Eve. Schedule's nuts, so we want to spend time with them. Right. And, you know, I, I sat there, I had, I don't know, three light beers with my dad. I ate my face off. I'm not, you know, sitting there pounding beers where, you know, I, I'm not on a Sunday, but I got to work the next day. So yeah. to me. Plus, you want to actually what? remember the game. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> I just want to get back to the game so I can go to bed. Like, yeah. I don't want this thing to stretch into, and then I watch the post game show. It's midnight. So I guess I've gotten a little grumpy with that. But even 
the NBA All-Star game, oh, unwatchable. Brutal. The game. Waste of time. The, I mean, you had the the Steph-Sabrina uh, Unescu competition. Who which was, well, At least that was something a little different. Didn't and, watch one second. All right, fair enough. Although she did great. I, I respect thought, it, but I, whatever. I, I was at SNY Saturday night, and we did a little segment on the festivities. So we were kind of, I mean, we're seeing it right here on the screen right now. No no offense to, you know, Mac McClung here. But for a G-leaguer to win the dunk contest in consecutive years, I mean, no on, knock dude. on him. I think it's great what he did. But I like, got you. Even for Jalen Brown to get in to the final with the dunks that he it was just like what am I watching well there's there's two there's two problems with the dunk contest and the overall all-star vibe here at the NBA so back in the day I don't know back here we are talking about you know coming full circle yeah. back in the day yeah you know we had Jordan we had Dominique we had Clyde Drexler yeah. Larry Nance if you remember him Spud Webb of course Spud couple of years in a row not as Spud. back in the day but Vince Carter absolutely Vince was phenomenal even like it started getting a little gimmicky when Dwight Howard started put like slapping stickers on the backboard and and well, Blake yeah. Griffin jumping over a key. A lot of it is is the, that was all that it was Saturday it was guys jumping over guys and taking balls off their head pretty much. What now like taking, taking the ball off their head? Uh, you know, taking well, balls no, off their head. Well, I, I I thought that that was safe <laughs> considering we're talking about the uh, <laughs> oh, the head area, not yeah, another. Just area. It, but yeah. I will say Mac McClung jumping over Shaq and taking the ball from him was yeah. pretty cool. Okay, great. If Mac McClung mattered, kind of yeah, well, it would be. The that's thing. the whole point. That's, it was cool last year. Hey, then he parlayed it into a, like a ten day contract or whatever. I know, I know. But it's kind of like we did that last year. We've got know. nothing better to offer. And I follow him. It was Georgetown kid, I believe Texas Tech. Then he went. Like I, I get it. It's cool. But does any? Do, I mean, I know a little bit about Mac yeah. McClung. Does anybody else? Right. Probably not. Does the nation care? No, the nation doesn't care. And the All-Star game is a complete colossal oh, waste of time. Even Adam Silver was ticked off. He should. Well, Adam Silver's night. a horrendous. He should be ticked off at himself because he's got no backbone, Adam yeah. Silver. That's the problem. Oh, he's going to need to find one because right. they, they, they built this up like it was going to be different and more competitive in effort this year. And it was it was the opposite. And you had if a team eclipsing 200 points. The East had 102 at the half and ended up with, what, 211? First time that someone's eclipsed two. And guys are jogging up and down. It's just shameful. It's unwatchable. Shameful. It really is. Bruce is in flushing with BTNC. Sal, Bruce, what's happening, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, Yankee comment about Snell and a Ranger comment. First on Snell, tell me if you think I'm correct. I think how, and I think it's how involved in this, rather, than Cashman, because Boris has a history of talking to the owners one-on-one when he needs to get something signed, when, you know, um, when he's in trouble. And do you think Hal said to Boris, okay, we're going to make you this offer. Here's an updated offer. And, you know, you, you can accept or not accept it. But we're making this offer. But when Soto becomes a free agent, give us last shot. Uh, I mean, I don't know really how we're comparing the Snell to Soto situation right now. Because, or are you just talking about from the standpoint of, hey, two guys that Boris represents? Right. So the way that they're handling Snell as in, a, well, maybe we'll do you a favor here and then remember that down the line with Soto. Yeah. I don't think that's something that Boris is really going to entertain or be open to, especially when you're talking about a guy like Juan Soto, who, by the way, today showed up for his press conference in Tampa wearing a T-shirt that said the generational Juan Soto. That's my a, guy with, right with there. With a picture of himself. Not lacking his, for confidence. Full follow through on the swing. He did have a Yankee hat on, so I'm not trying to knock the guy or anything like that. But no, I think this is this. I think the two are separate from each other. I think what do this, you think, this, BT? the snow market is. What yeah, it is I think right he's now. probably right, Bruce. And thanks for the call. I haven't heard you from think you he's in a right long time, on that? Bruce. 
No, no, no. I'm saying I'm with you. Oh, okay. I think they're completely independent. All By right. the way, that sounds like it's some sort of collusion on, on, some, I mean. on some level. Like, I, look, I'm, we know that. I'm to sure. Suppress the market just to keep them in New York. And, yeah. and no way. There's things that, that go on under the table behind closed doors, I'm sure, all the time. Like, what we get out here in the public is, is packaged a certain way to get us to believe things a yeah. certain way. Like, you know, I, I would say if you work in, if you're in our line of work and you, you sometimes you know a little bit about where information comes from, some Who's certain relationships, so on and 100%. so forth. But, I mean, Scott Boris's track record, I think, and how he does business kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. So, no, I don't I don't, I don't, don't see that being the case. And what I was saying to you during the break, when we're getting these looks at uh, Soto here and doing his press conference and showing up for spring training, like, I mean, as great as things might go, let's say everything goes perfectly for the Yankees. He has a big year. They go to the playoffs. Maybe they go to the World Series. Heck, maybe they even win it. Yeah. I, I don't see any scenario in any way, shape, or form where he's going to do the Yankees any favors and give them some sort of discount just because he's spending 2024 here with the Yankees. I mean, he didn't choose to come here. He got traded here. Yeah. No, I don't. I wouldn't use the word discount. I feel very confident that if he plays the way I believe he's going to play and the Yankees play the way I believe that they're going to play, he's not going to want to go anywhere. I use the word discount, though. I, I don't just think they're going to have to pay. And the Yankees are going to pony up. they got to pay. 100%. Listen, don't you think that the Yankees made that trade? I mean, gosh, Yoka doesn't count, but most yeah. of the pitchers do. To me, you make a trade, yes, you're trying to placate your fan base, which was very uneasy a year ago. Got that. But the other aspect is you're not giving up that much without the intention and X amount of money, 500 mil, 600 mil, whatever it is, ballpark, yeah. already earmarked where they say to themselves, okay, we're, we, we're going to do whatever takes to, to retain them. I'm sure they have a number in mind. I don't know that I'm willing to say they're going to do whatever it takes because they can't account for what other teams may come to the table with, and you know, the Mets and Steve Cohen included. And mm-hmm. I know we can say what we want about the way they've functioned and operated this offseason, and we can take our shots at David Stearns and wonder what the direction is. But it's we've heard a lot of rumblings about, well, you know what, maybe they don't keep Pete Alonso long-term because they got their eyes on making that big offer for Juan Soto. So if it becomes a bidding war, wouldn't that be wild? Bidding war between Steinbrenner and Cohen right I'm, here in town for I'm Juan got, Soto. I'm kind of waiting for it to happen. Yeah, Didn't yeah. happen with Aaron Judge. It's about to listen. It should happen. Nick's uh, down at Tom's River, BT and Sound Law, the fan. Nick, what's happening? Hey, thanks for taking my calls, fellas. Uh, happy President's Day. If the founding fathers could see the mess that our federal <laughs> politics is looking like these days, I think their, their heads would spin. Um, I, I want to circle back to the uh, some of the stuff you were talking about before about the portal and the NILs. Okay. You know, this they, off the Batino comments. Yeah. Yep. Right. When they uh, when they. You know, when they brought up this whole NIL thing, and again, I'm calling from New Jersey, so I'm I'm looking at it from a, a Rutgers perspective with the NILs. I think that if a, if a student athlete gets an NIL and it's more than a scholarship, that he should pay the scholarship back because the fact of the matter is, is that the student body, not 100%, obviously, but the student body is helping to bankroll these programs. So, it, it, to me, it only makes sense. Why should if I got a kid going to Rutgers, yeah, and the fir- at first four or five thousand of tuition is 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 going to pay for Shiano's private jet during the winter time, <laughs> shouldn't I get some of that back? Like if it, if it, and I don't know what the numbers are with NILs, I, and I do not. Well, they let me put it this way, Nick. They're absolutely astronomical. You've got quarterbacks making three four million dollars. Exactly. So, so crazy. Then, then why is a school? And remember, these are supposed to be all institutions of academics. Yeah. Are, is school
school. Those lines are blurred. Two hundred and twenty. Yeah, they certainly are. But but do you see where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah, in, in a fa- in a I fair think, perfect world. Gives, yeah. Yeah, well, and I think it gives the NCAA a little bit of credibility, which they absolutely positively need at this point. Well, yeah, they don't have so, much of that, so that we we agree there. Well, anyway, just to, Nick, I would say yeah. thank you for the call. I would say this, Nick. So, I think fundamentally, I think. Morally, ethically, I think Nick is absolutely on point. Yeah, again, in a fair, perfect world, but we we don't live in a fair, perfect well, world. Well, you want to say education Nick is... should be that? That's a broader conversation. That's probably going to involve you know Congress and laws and so on and so forth. Yeah, we're not going to go down. We're, yeah, that, we're not yeah. going down that path. But like when yeah. he says, because to, to me, you know, the NIL money and the money that's the scholarship money that's coming from the school are separate because the NIL money Correct. is not coming from the. So that would be the same as like well, not the same, but to make an analogy. Okay, well, hey, Aaron Judge makes X amount in endorsements, so he should pay some of his salary back to the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Nick is coming from a place that is a good place, and I sincerely mean this, but it's just not logical. That ship has sailed. No, should you pay for Shiano's private jet to go and watch a a three- or a four-star kid recruit down a floor? No, you shouldn't. But you will. But you will. Yeah, if you want to go to Rutgers. Should New Jersey residents get taxed? Sure. No, but we will. Mm Mm-hmm. And we understand this. It's kind of like me accepting that hockey's always going to be number four. I just it is what it is. I yeah, can, I can fight that fight. I can fight that battle till I'm blue in the face. But yeah. I, you know what? It's just not worth my while. Just give it up. I, yeah. But you're not a tap it's out not, kind of guy. Not, it's See, not a tap out, it's not a tap out give up thing. It's just like I, I don't. I can lay my head down on the pillow at night and feel comfortable. You're doing your how part. I feel. I you're doing do your my, part. I don't have to do well, my yeah. part. Your boys you know? play. You go to games. Right. You got the gear on. And I didn't you do your force part, that dude. on them. But it's interesting. You said I knew the first thing I was going to teach my son about was baseball, and right, well within your right. You know, I think this was more about the mentality and the personality of my oldest son, and like some of the. I'm not going to call them challenges because in the big picture they weren't. But yep. he's, he's, he's. Um, He's a piece of work. I'll put it that way. Okay, has, so like aggressive been, and a lot of energy. Just like, and... Even as an infant, you know, he's just he's he's high maintenance. Okay, and, and I gotcha. mean that in a, in a loving way. I got course. you. Trust me, I'm but a parent. I, I understand I, what you're saying. It wasn't the kind of situation where like I was gonna feel like all right, well, I I must do it this way. I must show he must like sports. Like I kind of let him come to it, come towards me, and say, well, what's he what's he interested in there? What's he's what's he watching? You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Daddy's got the Ranger game on, but I'm not gonna sit here and make you learn all the... Like, he just kind of naturally gravitated towards it. That's good. And then you kind of can grow from there. You That's know? good. That's a great thing. Yeah. Good instincts. That a boy. Good first-time parent instincts. Proud of you, I suppose, yeah. There's there's other things that maybe I haven't done so well, but, you know, <laughs> no, you we, win some, you lose uh, some. You don't think me and Sal talk about that all the time? <laughs> it's hard, man. There's no blueprint. There might oh, be, but man. just light it on fire because yeah. it's useless. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. CeeLo sitting in for my guy Sal. Coming up, top story of the day. We will hit you with the crown on the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.